Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football, Welcome in. It is Thursday, and we have a lot to talk about. Have you heard about this new proposal for the college football playoff? Remember, we haven't even gotten to 12 yet, and we're about to 14, 16. It doesn't matter. That's what is being reported. Heather Denich on tap to tell us what in the world is going on. It took forever to go to 12, so what would it mean? How about three automatic qualifiers for the SEC, three AQs for the Big Ten? ACC and Big 12 get two. Group of five, for whatever reason, gets one. At large, three. Notre Dame always gets a spot, don't they? And a partridge and a pear tree. We'll talk about it. Dalton Connect. How about that night against Auburn? He was unstoppable. Fantastic game. Went late. Finally ended. This is the final 12 minutes of the game. One man did better than an entire school. 39 points. What about it, Dalton? It just feels like no matter what you throw up's going in. I mean, my teammates just kept feeding me the ball, just kept saying, yo, keep going at it and keep showing the world what you could do. And I just kept playing, playing with confidence, and, yeah, just keep letting it fly. When When you're in here last night at 1030 in an empty arena shooting shots, what are you thinking about during that time prior to a game? Just uh, knowing where I'm going to get my shots at uh, throughout the game. I knew they were going to be in drop coverage or uh, super hard uh, hedges and stuff like that. So I just made sure to come off a lot of, I knew I was going to shoot a lot of hezzy threes and stuff like that. So, and getting down to the paint. So I just knew I just had to kind of just adjust on which team, how they guard. So media days is set for Dallas. You heard me correctly, July 15th, Brian Kelly, Kiffin, Beamer and Lee, first day. Tuesday, Kirby, drink. Brent Venables, yes, Oklahoma is in. How about Venables and Josh Heupel, same day. Josh Heupel, you may remember, went to OU. DeBoer. I didn't realize Washington, oh, I'm sorry, he's at Alabama now. Napier, Levy, and Sark. And on the final day, who's left? Pittman, Freeze, Stoops, Mike Elko. Well, live coverage from Dallas. And we uh, say hello to you from the studio on this Thursday afternoon. What are we up to today? Heather joining us in a couple of minutes. Kirshner in the four o'clock hour. John Wilner on what's going on out west. And she is back. Randy, guess who's here? Alyssa Lang in the house. And we begin with your phone calls right here on a February 29th. 
We haven't had many of these. We begin with a guy who's had probably too many already today, and that's Bubba from North Carolina. Good old Rocky Top, Rocky Top, Tennessee. On what AJ thought about that ass kicking last night, he was predicting that you warned him that it would be recorded and he'd have to watch that today. Yeah, well, he uh, he has no memory because that's who he is. Yeah, yeah. The, the, he about got outed yesterday by who was that? Uh, yeah, that somebody said he was uh, he was an attorney in Pell City, Alabama. I so he's the attorney he in Pell City, Alabama. Yeah, he could be one of them little strip mall sleaze bag attorneys. He, he, it, his picture would go right along with the billboard of that. I mean, well, hey, by the way, uh, I mean, I know this is an old joke, but by saying sleaze bag attorney, isn't isn't that redundant? Uh, there, there may be a couple that that actually have good intentions, but for the most part, that pretty much covers the industry. I yeah, think. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, if you've met those couple, I, I'd like to know where they are. Yeah, I don't think they would hold up under under cross examination, but you know you got to give them give them a little credit, I guess. But oh, honestly, well, there are a few like decent it. there are a few decent attorneys who just don't practice; uh, they do something else. Absolutely. Did you watch the ball game? I did. I sure did. I'm gonna tell you what, Paul. That was a knockdown, drag out basketball game. Auburn played excellent. That broom kid. I mean. He brought it, son, but he just had no answer for Dalton Connect. No. Everything he brought, Tennessee brought it right back and stuffed it down their throat. I mean, Connect is exceptional. If he didn't go in the, uh, if he's not drafted first, I'll be surprised. He is really good. Yeah. But anywho, I just wanted to rub it in on AJ a little bit. Them, them war chickens got, got plucked pretty hard there. And I want you to keep investigating this about him being a strip mall attorney. I will uh, check it out. Hey, thanks so much. Harry is in Missouri. Hello, Harry. Good afternoon, Paul. I uh, got a uh, question I'd like, uh, a what-if question, to get your opinion on it. Okay. Um, just... Um, do you believe that, or you agree that uh, being the head coach of Alabama was uh, on Debo Sweeney's bucket list? I think at one time it definitely was on his list. Okay, this scenario: if after the 2022 season uh, with O'Brien leaving, do you think uh, if Debo Sweeney would have offered to? Uh, step down at Clemson and take over the offensive uh, coordinator job at Alabama provided that uh, Saban would recommend him uh, to replace him when he did retire. Do you think that would be possible? Uh, I don't, uh, because I don't think when you're at a school like Clemson, you do anything like that. Uh, I, I and First of all, I have no idea whether, whether uh, Saban would have even uh, – gone along with that, but I think that would have never happened. Uh, I think the train for Dabo sailed uh, a couple of years ago, maybe five, six years ago, he was, he would have been a candidate, but I think uh, a lot of things got in his way, but mainly his mouth. Bash is up next. Hello, Bash. Thanks for taking my call. Thank How you, is your day going so far? So far, it's great, Bash, but, but don't ruin it with this call. No, not going to do it, Paul. Randy's I'm just going to ask you a call? question. 
Randy. Now, roll Paul, tight, roll tight, I Randy. I, that is y'all's thing. I am not saying that anymore to Randy. It was just a term of endearment today. Yeah, Nick Saban's Listen, gone. Uh, yeah. When you have a dog and he messes up once, you you smack him around a little bit until he he learns a lesson, and that's where you are right now with Randy. Understood. Get the paper rolled up, now, Randy. Oh, Randy, you better unroll that paper right now. Do not even start with me. Paul, let's get back to a serious conversation here. Okay. Last night, I had a question that I thought of that I wanted to ask you. In all the years that you've watched sports live, Paul, who is the best basketball player that you have watched live and in person? That's really not difficult. Um, probably as close as I could reach out and touch him, the one player that I will never forget seeing live was Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, from one great center from your era, Paul, to another, I absolutely understand. Last night I had the privilege of going to or working at the, the ball arena and watching the Denver Nuggets play. And as we stand, the greatest player in the world is Nikola Jokic, and it is a privilege every time I watch him play in person. And to your recollection, Paul, do you see any comparisons between Shaquille O'Neal and Nikola Jokic? Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit. But I guess what got me, though, Bash, is I can't remember if it was first or second year, or maybe it was second, whatever it was. Uh, I had just never seen anyone that intimidating. Uh, I mean, he was so much larger than everyone else. Uh, in, in pro ball, it's a, it's a little bit different. I mean, I, I've seen players who had who were more amazing to watch, uh, quite a few. But uh, but the, the mere mass of him was 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 just it, it blew me away. Over overwhelming absolutely paul when i was the first a kid and the first introduction i had to shaquille o'neal was he was a genie in a disney movie and then i realized oh he's a basketball player too and it's like from that point on you just knew that when you first saw him there's never going to be anything quite like him again and it's just a testament to himself that he is more likely the greatest center of all time yeah, what you- i mean I, I, one more thing i once I, I saw an american legion baseball game once and there was a guy that I, I didn't know who it was at the time. <laughs> Larry is up next. Hello, Larry. Hi, Paul. Good afternoon. Thank you. Hey, Larry. Paul. Yeah, we're right here. Okay, listen. Okay, I I was wondering if uh, if it's gonna give any other introduction. This is my first time to call. Well, I'm glad and to hear I that. I just got one thing. I'm, I I, uh, I tried to call the last couple of days. Last week, your resident historian, John from Louisville, uh, he said something that I tried to get straightened out, and that is the flag raising at Emo Jima. He talked about the the corpsman's uniform and that it wasn't a corpsman. I don't know what he was talking about, but anyway, he kept on calling the corpsman medics. Hospital corpsman during Vietnam, as far as I know, during uh, Korea, and I know in Vietnam because I was over there, 
they were never called medics. They were always called corpsmen. Right. And that's the one thing I was trying to get across. If you talk with Larry from Pelham, he'll tell you that if they needed any medical assistance, the Marines never said medic. There's always corpsmen. And that's the one thing I just want to get across. So maybe we can get that straightened out. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you know what, Larry, thank you uh, very much. I'll make sure he uh, gets that message. We head to the break right now. A lot happening. Heather Dennis coming up here in just a couple of minutes. It is Thursday, and we are back right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. And we're back. That was a pretty amazing mana from heaven. Let's get back to the calls. And Pat is up next in Georgia. Hey, Pat. Hey, Paul. Thanks. Uh, Pistol Pete Maravich came to mind about up close personal basketball. And I think it was 1969 that, that I saw Pistol Pete at, at Stegman Coliseum in Athens. Uh, and you do know today is, uh, Sadie Hawkins Day. Right. I do know that. Where the roles are reversed and and I, I figured that out by by watching the musical decades ago, Little Abner. Oh, but yeah. uh the uh this uh fourteen and sixteen team uh playoffs with with the SEC and the Big Ten getting a minimum of three and, and, and maybe four uh, I'm interested in what Heather Dinich is going to have to say about that. Uh, I'm all for it. What, what about you? Yeah, I really don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it really matters a whole lot. Uh, but I am particularly curious what, how we got to this point. Hey, thank you so much for calling. Uh, Pembroke is in Mississippi. Uh, hello, Pembroke. Hey, good, ap- good afternoon, Paul. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Good, good. I wanted to call you and tell you a funny story. 
my I have a brother down in Panama City, and uh, he has a 90-year-old neighbor, and his 90-year-old neighbor called him the other day and and screamed, "Peacock is on the is on the Feinbaum show," <laughs> and the reason that I thought it was so funny is because a lot of people have trouble with my name, as you can imagine. <laughs> so, um, but my brother wanted me to call you and, and ask if I could be Peacock on the Feinbaum show. And then my, your friend that answered the phone said, y'all have already got a Peacock. We do. Uh, I didn't realize that. Do, 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 do. Uh, you, you, you can be Pe- Peacock, Peacock 2.0. Peacock 2.0. Okay, yeah. that works. That works. That works for me. So um, uh, I I wanted to ask you one thing. What do you think Alabama's going to look like Saturday night with Tennessee coming to town? Basketball. I, I tend to favor Alabama a little bit as, as well as Tennessee's playing. I, I just think Alabama at home is going to be uh, very difficult to be. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We'll talk uh, to uh, Alyssa a little bit later on who was at the Alabama game last night in Mississippi. Thank you for the call. Wendy is in Ohio. Hello, Wendy. Hey, Paul. Just want to say, uh, first of all, before my question, um, we had tornadoes in suburbs of Ohio, you know, where there's some damage. Did you see that? I did, yes. And then, uh, and then, um, wonder if Florida State or Notre Dame or you think Big Ten or SEC is going to add anything? And then the Lady Buckeyes won the Big Ten championship outright by beating the Lady Wolverines. Well, that's fantastic, Wendy. Thanks for sharing that information. Okay. Jack is up next. Hello, Jack. Hey, good, good afternoon, Paul. How you doing, buddy? We're doing great. Thank you. Hey, Paul, before you um, came on the air, I was, I was listening to Jim and Charles from Real Town. <laughs> for about thirty minutes, Paul. That that is no lie. I was laughing for thirty minutes, and when and when and when Charles told you that if you were riding still riding riding with Jill, you would still have been in Birmingham. I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm passed out. Hey, I miss that old man, Paul. He, is he was way? he was an all timer, and I I don't know why oh. he quit calling. Oh my God, Paul! You need to. You know, so you got so much material from your show, you're going to have a good retirement. You <laughs> <laughs> do to put the best of. I'm buying well, That's it. a really good idea. Okay. I might just, we put that out tomorrow and just call it a, call it a career. Yeah. Paul, dude, Paul, you got too much good material. And, and then the best part about it, you ain't got to pay them at all. They no. called you. <laughs> it's funny. Buddy, have a blessed day. Thank you. Okay, uh, thank you, Jack, sir. you be well. So, thanks so much for sharing that. Duke is up next in Virginia. Hey, Duke. Hey, uh, Paul. How are you? Duke, we're doing great. Thank you. I want to ask you, what do you know about the Bear Butt scandal of 1962? Well, I have certainly uh, read about it. I've spoken to uh, some of the attorneys back in the day who were involved in it. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I just wondered if you knew anything about it because I think Wally Butts got about four hundred and fifty thousand dollars out of this. Uh, but anyway, I just yeah. Wanted well, to know Wally. Uh, so what happened was there was uh, there were two, there were a couple of stories that were happening at the same time. But the Saturday Evening Post uh, 
I believe they had information. Was this the wire, to, uh, the, the alleged wire phone conversation? Between Butts I don't and, know. Yeah, apparently Butts and, and Bryant uh, had, a, had a conversation, and somebody allegedly heard, overheard a, a party line or some, something like that, and the Saturday Evening Post went to press with it, and uh, they essentially put the, new, put the magazine out of business because the story was Yeah, I think that helped put them out of business, too. Yeah, it was, and uh, I can't remember. Uh, Bryant testified at the trial. It was, it was a... Obviously, I was not around, uh, but it was a very big deal. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I thank you, Paul, and I'll talk to you later. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've read about it, and uh, I, I definitely uh, met a, an attorney in Birmingham uh, once who represented Coach Bryant who told me about it, but considering it happened, uh, what, 60 years ago? It's a fascinating case. There was a guy at, uh, I, I remember interviewing this guy, there was a law professor at the University of Tennessee, who about 25, 30 years ago claimed that he had, he had uncovered something entirely new. He wrote a book. It seemed like a, a, crow, a crock and a crackpot, if I best remember it, but I don't remember. But I don't remember much about it. Heather Dinich will join us next. We're coming. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You have certainly seen the headlines about what could be next. We haven't had our first 12-team playoff, and there's already reports it's about to expand. So we thought, who better to talk to than the czar of all things CFP, Heather Dinich, joining us. Heather, great to see you. Uh, I'm going to keep kick my feet up because I have no idea what this story is all about, but uh, we want to hear your version of it. What's going on? Sure. So just so college football fans understand, this is not until 2026, these conversations about expanding beyond 12. For this fall and next college football season, it will be a 12-team college football playoff. The conversations are about the next iteration and what it will look like because of a new TV contract, which is two years for the end of this current contract plus six more years. So that's why these conversations are happening. That plus the fact the Big 12 and the SEC are flexing their muscles right now. So this is what we're talking about. And the report that my colleague Pete Thamel and I had yesterday 
honed in on one particular model that's not the only model, but has gained some traction since they last met in person in Dallas. And that would be three automatic qualifiers for the SEC and the Big Ten each, and then two automatic qualifiers each for the Big 12 and the ACC, one guaranteed spot for the Group of Five champion, and then the rest at largest. Again, I repeat, that is not the only model that they are talking about. That is one that has gained some traction recently, and they are hoping to gather next week as the College Football Playoff Management Committee through a video conference to further talk about this. But they all realize that time is of the essence, and CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock said publicly, mid-March is a target deadline. Heather, can, can you explain what's wrong with 12 and why the AQs? Well, there are AQs in the 12, too. Let's remember that. It's the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven best teams, five plus seven in the 12-team model. And there are some people out there who think that maybe it should be the 12 best teams, maybe it should be the 14 best teams, but that's not what's getting the most support, at least as we sit here right this minute. There are certainly people in the room who are putting an emphasis on conference champions again. And when you look at the Big Ten having 18 teams this year with the addition of those Pac-12 teams, then you can see where Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti wants to have a guarantee of more teams in there. And the thing that people have to wrap their heads around and might not be able to is the fact that a three or a four loss Big Ten or SEC team could very well be a better team than another team with fewer losses that competes in a weaker conference against weaker opponents. That's the crux of the argument here and something that people may or may not like who are just fans of certain teams and want to see more even access throughout the sport. Heather, I haven't been to any of these CFP meetings like you have. I mean, I've been in the same place, but they're not gonna let me anywhere near the door. So I ask you this question, why why do we have these compromises or is it essential to get to the finish line? Because it, there are a lot of people out there, I'm sure, wondering why, how is the Big 12 uh, end up with two? How do, how do other schools? What, what, why the group of five? Can you give us the backstory on, on why we are still going down this road? Well, college football playoff leaders are still going down this road in large part because they're trying to get the TV deal done and they're doing it at a time when these leagues have grown, period. I think it's, it's that simple. And so you have conferences saying, we're bigger, we're better, we would like to have more money and more representation in the college football playoff because of that. Is that fair? Depends on who you ask. Um, so I think that's exactly why they are where they're at as they try to figure this out. But there have to be compromises. There have always been compromises. And when you look at, people are surprised that Notre Dame, which could be the number one team in the country in a 12-team playoff, can never get a first round bye. But people also forget that Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick was one of the four original authors of this 12-team proposal and is okay with that. And they're okay with hosting a first-round home game and having to win four straight games to win a national title. So 
everyone along the way has had to concede something. The question is how much will they concede moving forward in this, whatever this looks like? Is it revenue? Is it a weighted percentage of the voting? Because right now that's not even, and it never has been within the room. Right now when they're voting on things that don't have to be unanimous, a majority of those power five commissioners carry the weight within the room. How much more of that will tilt towards the Big Ten and the SEC? So there are always concessions made along the way. I think the question now is just how much more does it lean towards the Big Ten and the SEC because of the leverage they have. So we have 12 for two more years. Uh, is 14 the best number that you're hearing? Could it go to 16, which, which I suppose would el eliminate a first round buy? So give us, give us the, the, your best guess of the room right now. My sense in speaking with sources is that 14 is the most favorable option because again, we're also talking about a parallel conversation with the TV contract here. So uh, some of this is quite frankly above my pay grade. It's, I don't wanna speak on behalf of ESPN and TV executives by any means, but at some point, you gotta stop paying money. <laughs> there's, a, there's a price on the table. So can 14 teams without any increase in price satisfy everyone's needs who are at the table? Whereas if it were to 16, go to 16 teams at some point, are there diminishing returns? Is there advertising? Does ESPN wanna pay more than $1.3 billion for this? My guess is probably not. Uh, but again, I think that you can't untangle those two conversations as to the number of teams and and the actual TV contract that's on the table currently. Can they get 14 teams for the same price and come to a compromise there? Um, maybe, so we'll, we'll see as they continue talking, but I would think that they get to a resolution one way or another sooner than later. Heather, I realize you're a reporter, you're, you're not a, a soothsayer, but let's go ahead uh, and jump next week uh, when this meeting takes place video conference-wise. Is it likely that it gets done there or do you think there's more conversations that need to be done considering Hancock says this has to be done fairly quickly? Well, Paul, I'm going to give you over a decade of covering this as my answer, which is don't ever put a timetable on the college football playoff leaders <laughs> because if there ever was a moving target, they are it. So in reality, Look, they know time is of the essence. One source said to me yesterday, it's time to either figure it out or stop talking, essentially. But at the same time, look, they had how many months, how many years to actually go from four to 12 and conversations. This is how it works. And by the way, at the end of the day, it also has to be unanimous. That's one of the governance structures that according to sources, they're trying to get rid of so that one person doesn't hold it up. And then you do get back to that weighted voting. So there are a lot of issues they have to tackle in an ideal world. Yes, everyone would have some answers next week. I'm not gonna go ahead and be the one to say, yes, next week is, is the deadline that they're gonna get it done. Heather, finally, with, with all the conversation about the Big Ten SEC alliance, my words, not theirs, have you, is this a result of that or is, that, is the timing just all worked in here together? Do you see, or do you see a, a, a coalition here between the, AC, the SEC and the Big Ten? 
Not necessarily. Um, you know, Greg Sankey, SEC commissioner, has been very quiet in his statements. Well, let's say there haven't been any statements, if any, publicly from the SEC commissioner on what he believes is the best for the SEC. Um, and there haven't been many out from the Big Ten either. As, um, Big Ten commissioner Tony Petiti sat down with my colleague Adam Rittenberg a couple weeks ago and gave his points and his perspective a little bit. But I, I truly don't think it's necessarily has anything to do with that advisory group. I think everyone is trying to do what's best for their individual conferences and their schools. But clearly, having more teams and more of the best teams, the brand names, I mean, adding Oklahoma and Texas is a significant deal. Um, I think that certainly contributes to the conversations, but I don't want to put any words in either of those commissioners' mouths. I'll do that for you, Heather. Thank you. Uh, Heather Dennis, it was great to uh, have her on. Uh, she understands how this uh, duo works. Heather, we'll see you very soon. Thank you. Great reporting. Heather Dennis joining us on the latest with the CFP, and we'll get your reaction to all of that right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Back. Let's grab some more calls after that interview. Logan starts it off. Uh, hello, Logan. Hey, Paul. How's it going today, man? We're doing great, Logan. Awesome, man. I just realized something. I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, but I'm totally addicted to the Paul Feinbaum show. And I was just thinking maybe you guys need to put a Surgeon General's warning on the start of the show. To warn people. Well, yeah, about listen, how I mean, there, there, there's, this is my feeling about addiction. Um, you, you can be addicted to something that, while habit forming, is not injurious to your health. So if you're addicted to <laughs> a certain type of medicine, it could really do you damage. But I, I've right. been on the show for a long time, and I've never seen anyone uh, incur serious damage by watching it or listening to it every day except you know? when jim calls in well, I mean, uh, well hold on I know, I know there could be some pushback on that but that's, <laughs> that's, that's my position there's an asterisk it's okay though but uh <clears throat> so hey what do you think about this uh 14 14 team playoff uh 
Well, I'll tell you what I think about it. I I don't like any playoff that guarantees inferior teams into the party. And what I mean by that is uh, Liberty has no business being Mm -hmm. in the playoff. Every time I talk about the group of five, Liberty shows up. Tulane reminds me about... That fleeky went over Southern Cal and and Boise State beat Oklahoma 15 years ago. But overall, they have no business being in there, uh, Logan. Uh, I could come up with six or seven Big Ten or SEC schools that are infinitely better and have a much more difficult road than than Liberty or Tulane or whoever else sneaks in there because of – because their commissioner uh, sits at the table. And you're giving the Big 12 to... Well, it's like the joke with UCF is. in 2017. Uh, I got in trouble with some people down there because you know, I, I said the championship is between Alabama and Georgia. Both of them would destroy UCF, and <laughs> the athletic director at UCF got very upset. He claimed the national championship. and I mean, they were a good program, well, that, but they wouldn't, have, they, they wouldn't have been able to hang with Alabama or Georgia. No, I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, that, that guy getting offended by that is ridiculous. Well, he, he, I mean, he got more than offended. He called my boss and <laughs> tried to get me fired. Oh, wow. Oh, my whatever God. Happened to him? Well, yeah, whatever happened to that guy. He, he's, but, he's, hey, he's got a job. <laughs> he's got a job doing something right he's now. He's got a pretty he's good job. He's got a much better job than he had, I'll tell you that. Oh, really? I got gotcha. you. But yeah, like giving automatic bids to the Big Twelve, like I don't, I don't like that. I think maybe I like, I, I like the way they're doing it now with the twelve, five plus seven at large. I think that's the way it should go. But I mean, you knew it's coming. But what happens because, if the, uh, I, mean, I mean, by the way, the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Ten would be guaranteed three, and could still there's still three more at large. Is that right? At I large, mean, conceivably, right. uh, three the more SEC at large. Could, they could both have four, maybe five. I mean, it 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 works out in the SEC's favor. I mean, but you knew the big Big Ten and SEC were gonna it was gonna go this way when they when they allied together, and so, you so knew that. My question probably back to you, Logan, there. is this: What happens if you get th- three automatics and probably one more? What have I mean? Does the Big Ten SEC championship game? I realize that might get you a buy, but what's the what's the purpose of it? it right. There really is no purpose other than to get the buy, yeah. like you said. But is that enough? Is that, that enough that, to have a a game like we saw last year with the two be- two of the best teams in the country beating each other up, just so you could get a week off, which you would need? <laughs> exactly. I mean, like that. that mean, like the Alabama Georgia game. It wouldn't mean what it would have would have yeah, meant last year. It, I mean, it would be. Yeah. It would, it would right. really be. Hey, thanks for the call. Andre is up next. Thank you, Andre. Hey, Andre, hold on one second. We're we're uh, we're struggling to hear you, so we're gonna we're gonna come uh, t- maybe see if we can get you to uh, find a different route uh, when we get back to you. Rick is up next. Uh, hello, Rick. Hey, okay, that's Ray Birmingham. Yeah, how are you doing? All right, all right, Paul. Oh, yeah, hey, uh, you ever think you missed your call and getting in the priesthood? Do you think I should go in the priesthood? 
Well, I mean, uh, yesterday was a pretty good show, and I, I mean, the way you wrapped it up about uh, them people are long engagement. I mean, you done a pretty good job talking talking to them, you know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I feel very strongly about faith and helping people in service to mankind. Uh, you think I would need? Do you think I, I, could I, Randy? What about? You think priesthood would work? Yeah, those long engagement, it just don't work out. And I mean, I, I, quite frankly, yeah, I can, uh, not taking advantage of somebody. How, how do you think I would look in a collar? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, some wearing collars don't need to be wearing collars, but I mean, you done a pretty good job yesterday, the way you handled, handled the situation. Yeah, Rick, listen, I, I, I have a couple of friends who are priests, and, and I admired their commitment. I, I think at this point in my career, uh, I don't know. Uh, can, can can our agent talk to the, the Pope and see what kind of deal we can get? Yes, I don't know, Paul, but I mean, I'm pretty good. I mean, people live lives like that long engagement, somebody taking advantage. I mean, do you have to, uh, to be a priest, Rick, let me ask you this. I mean, uh, I mean, it depends on what kind of priest you are, but most priests take a, uh, a vow of celibacy, right? Well, you already have a wife. I mean, hey, I wonder if I could get, get the exemption on that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.